If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston here with Jesse Smiles, and we have made it to episode 66. 66. Yeah, I was like, I, I think, I don't really remember, to be honest. And it's the Barbie edition, because I just saw a Barbie movie this morning, and I loved it, so I wore mm. pink and purple. Okay, so my biggest thing about the Barbie movie was everyone was so excited about it, and I was like, not that it didn't look good, like, the marketing behind it was obviously great, but um, what was it about? <laughs> well, it was just a simple little movie about existing as a woman and how it's basically very difficult and impossible. And it was just like a commentary on that. And I loved it. I really, really loved it. I heard from people around me, men, that it was bad and it was boring and it was stupid and cheesy. And what the fuck was even the point? Like, I don't get it. And I was like, oh, that actually makes sense that you feel that way. I'm not even talking like theme wise, though, like quite literally what is it about like it's about that she basically like she starts experiencing real things she gets like cellulite and her feet go flat and she's like what the fuck is going on so she figures out that she has to go to the real world so she's in barbie world she has to go to the real world thank you to, thank you yeah. that was the that was the piece i was missing because i was like you know like life size she like shows up in the real world and then there's like enchanted they go to the real world so there's barbie world and there's real world there's barbie world and there's real world and she thinks that the barbies saved women that everything is perfect now and women like basically rule the world. But when she goes to the real world, she's like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Like, hello? Basically Barbie world is the reverse of the real world in a sense because all the women are in charge and in the real world, all the men are in charge. So Ken figures that out and Ken's like, oh, fuck that. The patriarchy's awesome. I'm gonna go back to Barbie world and tell them about the patriarchy because that's like amazing. It was basically just a commentary though on being a woman and I really thoroughly enjoyed it and I cried and I had moments of feeling heard and empowered and I didn't find it cheesy like there was some cheesy parts or it was like very like in your face. They weren't like shy about it. They were like oh patriarchy this that and the other but it was like very barbie like it felt very like you know how that barbie i don't know like they played on that it had been dialogue a lot yeah i don't know i really liked it margot robbie was amazing she was uh it was it was so good i mean i, I haven't talked to any guys that saw it but i haven't like i've heard amazing things i just was um wondering like if i well, was the, the conservatives that, are like, super upset at it because they say that it's like what's really interesting my cousin told me this and i was like i watched the movie and i'm like that wasn't in there. But I guess this is like some sort of dialogue going around. He's like, it's basically promoting that like men are evil and the only men that are acceptable are feminine men. And I'm like, what? That's supposedly the whole liberal narrative in general. And I'm I like, didn't get that at all. I'm like, why? Because Ken was wearing like little shortsitos. Like, it's like when the Tucker Carlson segment when he was freaking out about the M&Ms. He's oh like, they're God. trying to make the M&Ms less feminine. I'm like, why are you needing to be attracted to a cartoon character? It was great. I loved the way they did it. I thought it was done tastefully. And it had a lot of like nuanced things that only women would understand. Like she wanted to go to the real world by herself and Ken like pushed himself to go to the trip. Like he literally hid in her car. And she was like, you're gonna weigh me down. Like, I don't want you here. He's like, no, you need me. Like, I'm gonna be there for like that type of thing and I was like oh my god yes like 
why do men? So it was like so many little points and I went to go see it with my brother. It was really funny is we went into the wrong theater and of all the theaters we could go to, it wasn't Sound of Freedom. I was like, how? Isn't everyone like dressed in pink? Well, that's the thing. So we went into the wrong theater and we went into Oppenheimer or some whatever. Oppenheimer? Yeah. Oppenheimer. And we were looking at the like the crowd. We're like, like you know what? Slay. Like the, the no, right I was demo. loving it. I was like, okay, there's old people. There's a lot of men. I was like, love this for us. We were in the wrong theater and we didn't know until someone was like, get out of my seat. And we're like, oh, period, bye. And we we did end up being around a bunch of slay women and we saw Barbie and it was great. I don't know. I loved it. What did you guys think of it? I thought it was great. It reminds me, uh, sorry, I was just thinking of this TikTok that I saw of these girls that went to the Barbie movie premiere and then after they were taking a picture in front of the Barbie poster and literally it was like a live photo. So, you know, you can play it. You play the live photo and it's a guy being like, damn, y'all ugly as fuck and just driving by. And then she was like, this is such like a Welcome. full circle moment, like literally. And then she's playing that beautiful song by Billie Eilish. Oh my God. The song for the Barbie movie. I, I don't think I've heard it. Oh my God. You have to hear it. It's so good. So good. I just like, but it. I love oh, Billie Eilish. So I'm sure it's great. Yeah, it was great. It was a little awkward uh, in the beginning because it opens up with um, Lizzo's song for the Barbie movie. And I was literally there like, Ooh. <laughs> I was clenching my cheeks, really. Yeah, guys, that leads us into our first topic, I guess, which is Lizzo. I was going to say, do you want to talk about that first? Um, I honestly, I didn't have time to research it too much, but I have like the New York Times article. Don't worry, guys. I did see a lot of TikToks on this, so I do know a lot about it too. Like, I feel like I've heard there's people that have like read all the 30 something pages of the lawsuit. Which and, like, is exactly it. why I was going to read some of the article. And then I have a TikTok that goes through that said that they read the whole thing. This is the headline that I did see and I was like not what I was expecting to wake up to today because me and Jocelyn have been Lizzo fans since way before Lizzo I mean not to be like we were fans before she was popular but we were fans before she was popular I've always been obsessed with her her in concert is one of my favorite things in the entire world have you seen her live um yeah Coachella two mm. weekends in a row her performance was one of the things that made me want to go back for a second weekend because it is like just contagious how fun everything is. But yeah. that is why this is even more alarming and I guess shocking um, because here's the headline. Former tour dancers accuse Lizzo of harassment in hostile work environment in lawsuit. When I first heard the like headlines and saw just like the little bits here and there, I was like, okay, wait, what? And I shit you not, it got worse and worse and worse. I could not fathom this. And I knew this headline and like saw harassment, hostile work environment. I knew that there was something about like sexual stuff. But then I'll, I guess let's even maybe start with this TikTok because it just gets okay. right to the Yeah, point. good idea. So I just read through all 37 pages of the lawsuit against Lizzo, her production company and the captain of her dance squad. And wow, there is a lot in here. I want to try to just give you the highlights and also not get banned because some of this stuff is pretty wild. There are nine different complaints in this lawsuit. Some of the complaints are all of the plaintiffs against all of the defendants, all of the defendants being Lizzo, her production company, and her dance captain, Sherling Quigley. And some of the complaints are just one or two of the plaintiffs against maybe one or two of the defendants. The first complaint is hostile work environment. The second complaint is failure to prevent and or remedy hostile work environment. Third is religious harassment. Fourth is failure to prevent and or remedy religious harassment. Fifth is racial harassment. Sixth is disability discrimination. Seventh is intentional interference with prospective economic. Eight is assault. And nine is false imprisonment. 
Hello? What the fuck is happening? I'm like, pause and um, let's debrief on just that. When I heard religious harassment, I was like, that's interesting. And then I heard racial harassment. I'm like, Lizzo's black. Like, what? I... Huh? It got and worse. then false imprisonment. I was like, what is happening? And like, who is in charge? I'm like, here? are we talking citizens arrest? Like, what is happening? I'm so confused. Well, as she explains it, I kind of, like, it all sounds kind of outrageous when you hear someone say what the charges are, but then, or charges, whatever. Complaints. When you hear what the complaints, complaints are. But then when you hear her explain it, it very much plays out how I feel, like, I felt like I could see in my head, like, the, the Lifetime movie of the entire situation. Like, it felt very believable. Two of the dancers we met on Lizzo's show, Watch Out for the Big Girls, and the third dancer was hired a little bit later. And we also met the dance captain, Sherlyn Quigley, who is named as a defendant in this suit. A lot of major claims in this lawsuit center around the dance captain, Shirlene Quigley. And it seems, according to this lawsuit, like she was just this uber religious woman. And she was constantly trying to like talk about the Lord and trying to convert people and people were uncomfortable with it. And she was preaching about how premarital sex was bad. And then when she found out one of the dancers in this lawsuit, Ariana Davis was a virgin, she became like obsessed with this and would just like bring it up and talk about it all the time, which obviously made her really uncomfortable. But then it's like really strange because then even though she's like uber religious and preaching all these things, she would also like talk about weird sexual things in front of them. And they said that she had this like what was called a party trick where she would use a banana to simulate, you know what I'm saying, with her mouth. I couldn't. Okay, I'm sorry. How do people <laughs> like this exist in like the professional world? Okay, here's the thing. I believe that everyone has the right to their religious freedom, believe whatever you want. I have plenty, I mean, my mom's religious. I have plenty of religious no, friends. That's, here's the thing, before anyone comes for us for shitting on religion again, our problem isn't with the religion itself. The problem is with the people in the religion that use it as one, a like weapon to like spread their hatred. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then also that they push it on other people. And that is exactly what is going Personally, on Personally, like I get frustrated when people get mad at me for having my feelings towards religion because I was heavily involved in religion. My father was a pastor. I was in youth groups. Like, I, was I gave it a chance. Saved. I tried to save everyone around me. Believe me. I gave it the old college try. I did. And it burned me. And then there's people who are like, well, that was just the church you were a part of. Like, you need to find the right community. No, I don't. But anyway, I have religious friends, family. The people closest to me are religious. And I make it very clear. And those people respect my boundaries of like, this is not like a marketing pitch. Like, I'm not going to join. You can believe whatever <laughs> you want. you and can say. Feel free to like be open about yourself. Like if you're saying something, I don't know, and you have to mention your religion, I'm not going to like punch you in the face. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just no, like. Well, that's, I like Jocelyn, for example, is very religious, goes to oh, church every Sunday. So oh, she'll like literally okay. like show me a picture. She'll be like, oh my God, look at this church we went to and not show me like in interiors of the church, but it'll be like, it was somewhere there was a nice view. I don't respond going, oh, you crazy. Like, you know, I'm not religious. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, no, that's fine. But. One of the things that we talk about is what I just said, that the two things combined, that they push on other people, but then they weaponize it to like push agendas, specifically that they attack the LGBTQ plus community and say that they're trying to indoctrinate their children and push it on everyone when they're not. And then here we have religions 
actually like having well, other people do that. I personally, like I have friends that are religious who are so frustrated by the narratives that religious people push. It makes because them all, it, makes it ruins the, it for everyone. A hundred percent. And I think that there's plenty of perfectly sane, good intentioned people who are religious. They just have that connection with whatever they have that connection with. I'm a spiritual person. I just have a connection with something different. Like it's fine. But I just feel like no matter what, there is no place for any religion in any work environment. And if that frustrates you, I would like for you to think, like if you're a very religious person and you're like, well, what the fuck? I would love for you to think if you're a Christian, let's say, and your daughter or your brother or sister, or whatever, goes off to work and there's a Muslim that's pushing, quote unquote, pushing their religion on someone, would that frustrate you? It would, because that's not your religion. I just think that like, that's such a close personal belief that there's no place in a workplace that you expect to go do your job and leave. Like, I don't think there's a place for you to be preaching to anybody about any religion. Which is another reason. If you're religious, that's fine, but why do you need everyone else to be? If it's like about your faith, then you shouldn't need to like force Well, everyone, no, but that's part of it. It's literally, you're, you are taught that, like that's the message because in order for it to continue, people do need to follow it. But also, have you ever like tried a product or something that you're like, oh my God, this product's so good. And you just have to tell your friends about it. That's what they feel about their connection with God. It's not always from a bad place. A lot of times it's like from, I found this thing, I want you to find it too. Now this, however, is completely different. Cause you're, you're number one, you're not just in a work environment, girly. You're not working at Office Max. You're the dance captain for Lizzo. Which there's two sides to that. One being, I feel like creative work environments definitely allow for some more pushing yeah. of boundaries. But this this is especially weird because it's like, it is a really like non-religious environment, I would think. Yeah, like push I mean, everyone like, twerking on stage. It's like literally like half getting... naked people, like, yeah, it, yeah. But then it also seems weird that this lady is like super religious and like- And then gagging on bananas, Anti-sex, but then also doing like <laughs> fellatio on a banana. So I don't know. I'm really confused at how this lady ended up as Lizzo's dance captain. Well, it's as we go further into it, I'm really confused how half the people who surround Lizzo are there and why they're there in positions that arguably she had something to do with them being there for. Like, That's I don't the get thing. That. It's like, even if she's not the like main villain in all of this, she's the person getting this team together and she's responsible for how And even if run. she's not like, even if her production company, because I know like, especially like recording artists, they do get like screwed. There's a lot of people making decisions for them and I understand all of that. But then you see like a Beyonce and you see like behind the scenes of a Beyonce doing what Beyonce does and being like, no, this is going to do this and that's going there. And like you, if you stand up for yourself and you have this standard, you can absolutely play your card and be like, this is, I'm the performing artist. This is what's yeah. going to happen. So I feel like there's like two sides to it. But when you get deeper into this lawsuit, Lizzo's very much a part of this. So it makes exactly. sense. Well, and that this isn't like, for example, Ellen, like, claims that, like, I didn't know that my toxic work environment was going on. I wasn't there. And it's like, well, I mean, that's a problem in itself. But yeah. this is, like, Lizzo has to be there. If it's the dance troupe, like, they aren't practice. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they rehearse without Lizzo. But I'm sure they rehearse with Lizzo a lot. So let's continue. They say in this lawsuit that it didn't stop there with Quigley. And that, like, in addition to, like, doing this, like, faux simulation with the banana, she would talk about how like um, pleasing yourself, you know, is against her religion, but then she'd be like, but oops, today I had an oopsie. <laughs> like, how does that come up? Like, I feel like they're all just sitting there like eating like breakfast or something before, like and they're all at craft services. And then all of a sudden she's like, don't let her near the banana. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to do this because like God says it's not okay, but it reminds me of the memes that are like no one. And then the person's just like unloading everything. And they said like that, you know, 
they, she would talk about these sort of like sexually explicit comments so much that the entire dance team knew that her fantasy was having, let me see how I can put this, 10 eggplants in her face. Not to kink shame, but um, that's <laughs> that sounds terrifying to me. And <laughs> talk about a jump scare. Ten dicks around my face. I would cry. My question is, again, and, and you, you brought up that point. It's so good. Like, a creative environment really does blur the lines here. Normally, what the fuck? Like, why are you talking about this at work? If my friend was saying all this to me, I would be alarmed. Another of the allegations in the suit is that after performances, Lizzo would invite the dancers out for a night on the town. And one night in Amsterdam, she had this whole event like in the red light district at this like club where there was like nude cabaret performers. I love that she pauses like just enough where it's like she clearly means it was a sex club. I mean, red light district is like super well known for that, isn't it? That's like what the red light district is. It's pretty like seedy and interesting. Like there's like documentaries on it and shit. The thing is too, is like even just going with your dancers is too far to me. Like a strip club is pushing it. Honestly, it is pushing it, but I could see how that would be like a, maybe something you do. Like it's like, oh, let's go to a strip club, but a sex club? And Ariana Davis says that like, you know, she really didn't want to participate, but like she was being egged on and basically forced to, you know, touch the breast of one of the performer, even though she didn't want to. So what the dancers allege in the suit is that like, even though they didn't want to go to these places and they felt uncomfortable, they felt they had to for job security because they said it was just sort of this like unspoken, you know, thing that dancers who participated in these extracurriculars got preferential treatment. So I'm curious then there were dancers though that didn't go? I don't know. I, I I'm mean, not, I'm, I'm not assuming, victim blaming. But... Like I literally, you would feel pressured to go regardless because you don't want to be, because that's the other thing, especially, and we talk about this with affairs and stuff. Like when you're on tour and they're in this bubble and you're traveling with all of the same people and you're all doing stuff together all the time, you don't want to be the one that doesn't go. I think that there's a lot more here though in just the environment itself and they've kind of hinted on this and people have spoken out afterwards where it was very much this like they said an unspoken thing of feeling extremely pressured because if you didn't do those things Lizzo treated you differently or you'd get like fired shortly after That's or things absurd. like, like that. It, that it goes beyond just being like oh like I don't want to be the lame one that doesn't go it's like no you don't want to be the lame one no it's not like gonna... a boo you yeah. horror moment it's like a I don't want to talk to you anymore and now I'm going to be cold to you type of thing that alone is so strange to me I'm like if you're traveling for work that much like if you're on tour that's your life if you don't want to do something when you're not being paid like, no, you don't get to like order people to do whatever you want for the entire time that they're working for Well, you. keep playing because it gets so much worse. Now where the racial discrimination comes in, the dancers say that the production, the management team was mostly- Wait, did she say the banana out of the vagina thing? What? Did she say the banana out of the vagina? No. Oh my God. What the hell? That was like one of the main things is that the dancers are saying that she forced them to get a banana out of the sex worker's like vagina and eat it. What? I'm pretty positive. Am I wrong on that? I feel like that's I mean, a I, thing. I didn't read the court documents and I don't feel like you could probably say that on TikTok. So maybe that's why Kiki left it out here. But um, if you Google that, banana in vagina, 
I don't want to just Google that, but uh, Lizzo, if you Google that, it says, I, this isn't this isn't funny, it's just funny that this is the result that pops up. It's a TMZ article and it has just a sentence from it that says that she forced them to engage in disturbing sexual activities with bananas in Amsterdam. I'm telling you, yeah, I, I know I'm not, I read it last night. Well, page six didn't shy away. Their headline is, Lizzo forced dancers to eat bananas, plural, from sex workers' vaginas during Amsterdam trip. What? Okay, that was like one of the main things. And then I was on Fortnite last night talking about this with my friends and they were like, are we fucking talking like a peeled banana? That's fucking crazy. Or is it like unpeeled? I, I mean, I know that doesn't matter. I was gonna say, I honestly, for me, that really doesn't change the situation much. Like, obviously I wouldn't like But like, imagine peel, like but, a peeled um, banana coming out of someone's vagina, like the germs on that, like if you're actually eating that. Well, I'm sure the germs would be the same either way, but. No, I think of the absorption of a peeled banana, right? No, it's actually <laughs> sick because like, I feel like you could get like a disease. I mean, if someone has an STD and either you're Either like, way, I think you could get a disease. This that's is true so, if you're touching it. Oh my God, weird. oh my God, it's so sick. It's actually insane. Like when I heard that, I'm like, I had to double take, read it twice. I said, hold, run that back one second. When I read forced, I was like, I want, like, obviously we're going to learn more as this like progresses, but I wanted to know, I'm like, damn, like she really like peer pressured her dancers and be like, do that bitch. Like I, I can imagine it. Like, right. Like I could see it. I could too. But then also, well, <laughs> Like, not actually. Imagine your old bosses are clever doing that. Well, that would be a whole other layer because they're men. But how do you get to the point that you're comfortable doing that unless they ha- I mean, period. But then also, they didn't sign NDAs, I doubt. So like- Oh my God, now that you brought that up, you know the, the song that Lizzo has, Rumors? I, yeah, it's been actually playing in my head all day. Um, oh my God, because people are reposting the clip where she's like, NDA no loose lips. Had to cut some hoes loose, yeah. NDA no loose lips. Not a hoes trying to sue me. Like, it's literally like her foreshadowing all of this. It's crazy. She literally talks about people trying to sue her and that she doesn't give two shits. Oh my God. Well, and I, I really like the song anyway, but then it makes me sad because one of the parts that makes me always like, oh, after Cardi's verse, she's like, I don't know what the lyrics are, but it's something like, um, back in school, she was never cool. And now her and Cardi, they're cool. But like, she says it in a way that's like, oh, like, good for her. I'm glad she, like, has finally been able to, like, oh my god, fuck this. This is ridiculous. Um, do we continue with the TikTok or do you have any other uh, tidbits that Kiki may have left out? No, I think that was it. Yeah, we can okay. continue. Discrimination comes in. The dancers say that the production, the management team was mostly white people and that the production team treated the black members of the dance team differently than other members and that allegedly they accused the black members of the dance team of being lazy, unprofessional and having bad attitudes. So then according to this lawsuit, they get back from the European part of this tour and Lizzo's just like unhappy with all the dancers and says like, everyone has to re-audition and your jobs aren't safe. And if, if I don't like the way you audition, you're gonna be fired. And that this audition allegedly turned into this 12 hour day where the dancers just felt like scared to even leave the stage or they were gonna get fired. So the one dancer Davis said like, she, you know, she really had to use the bathroom, but was too scared. So ended up, you know, urinating on herself. I need to know, like, just personally, because I'm like, oh my God, the, le like, what level did it have to get to for someone to do that? Lizzo is actually just two Jeffrey Bezos in a trench coat. Like, is this an Amazon warehouse? Like, what is happening right now? Like, actually, actually happening. What do you mean you peed yourself? Lizzo, you are the woke TikTok queen. 
girl, you're an inclusive girly. You want to like stand up for everything that was against you in the industry. Like, hello? She had to piss herself? The thing is, is like, I don't think it was like, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom. I no, think it was the energy. That, like, they were so scared to even speak up that they couldn't leave the room. Everything they describe about her energy is treacherous and terrifying. And that's so, and I've seen a lot of people relaying the sentiment of like, this is fucking devastating because like she really fooled everyone like she fooled everyone into thinking this was not she was never going to be capable of something like this and the racism thing is actually mind-boggling because it's like almost as if the management team and everyone involved allowed her quote-unquote to have black dancers and people that were in the forefront to like appease the masses almost but like behind the scenes it's white people in charge who are belittling those people the fact that she allows that because she doesn't get that treatment because she's Lizzo is like fucking sickening. Mm. Hello? Oh, did you just drink it old truly? Mm -hmm. I'm actually gonna throw up. That we filmed like a week ago. I cannot. I'm gonna throw up. Are you gonna swallow it? Oh my god. I didn't know it was you. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking vomit. Oh my god. I think I might die. Oh my god, what if it had like mold? I it tasted like it did! Holy shit. Okay. I we just need to keep going so I can forget that just happened. Oh, that was I just see your face. I'm like, girly, what did I just say that just like made you? I was like, why does this taste so weird? I'm like, oh fuck. Anyway. We need you to clear off that saying? table like twice a week, Kaylee. <laughs> it's just, there's just one. This is a disaster. Oh my God. Okay. Um, We were at, I don't know, talking about Lizzo. Oh, the racism thing. So I feel like although she is a black woman, she is front and center in that production. Everything revolves around her and she gets a lot of say and a lot of special treatment because of that. I imagine she would have seen some of that treatment or like at the very least, if her dancers are... Because there's always going to be those people like, I've seen them in the comments of like random TikToks like, oh, now they're coming out because they were fired. Like they're just bitter ex -co like workers and all that shit. But like, let's say they're that, right? Obviously, they didn't have a good enough relationship with Lizzo to tell her like, what the fuck? Like this is happening and Lizzo actually do something about it. If you're dancers who are black women who are plus size like you, like this was all this inclusive journey, can't come to you, like their boss, their direct boss, like the person they work with every day. Like yeah, if they can't absurd. come to you with an issue, you're the problem. A lot of people think that these dancers are just bitter because they don't work for her anymore. To be able to prove that though in court that all of this happened, like they need some evidence and I'm sure they have some. Well, it's not just that, the, the effort that it takes to get to this point. They know Lizzo's exactly. richer than them, has more uh, resources than them. They understand the they fight they're fighting. against her unless they thought they could win? Yeah, and they knew that like TMZ is like bottom feeders. They literally like bottom feed off the court documents <laughs> locally in Los Angeles and shit. No, there was for sure like a conversation between all of them one day where it was like, okay, we're we're gonna go through with this. We're gonna do it because this isn't gonna be pretty. So everyone needs to be okay with this. And they all were like, yep. And what's very like, I don't know, just telling to me, is that a couple of former dancers, including a former, um, I think like creative director has come out on Instagram and has voiced their support for the dancers and has like basically uh, confirmed that that is the work environment they're all familiar with. I haven't been a part of that world for three years for a reason. I very much applaud the dancers' courage to bring this to light and I grieve parts of my own experience. I'd appreciate space to understand my feelings. This next one is what I saw, which isn't someone that actually worked with her, but that apparently chose not to work 
work with her was director Sophie Nolly Allison. And she went to Instagram and wrote that she had apparently bowed out of directing a documentary for Lizzo. I usually do not comment on anything pop culture related, but in 2019, I traveled a bit with Lizzo to be the director of her documentary. I walked away after about two weeks. I was treated with such disrespect by her. I witnessed how arrogant, self-centered, and unkind she is. I was not protected and was thrown into a shitty situation with little support. My spirit said to run as fast as you fucking can, and I'm so grateful I trusted my gut. I felt gaslit and was deeply hurt, but I've healed. Reading these reports made me realize how dangerous of a situation it was. This kind of abuse of power happens far too often. Much love and support to the dancers. To be clear, since I've spoken out, I've had others privately share their very similar experiences, and I've also been affirmed by people who witnessed what I went through. Lizzo creates an extremely toxic and hostile working environment and undermines the work, labor, and authority of black and brown women in the process. And then in parentheses, it says, notice how the documentary ended up being directed by a cis white man. She is a narcissistic bully and has built her brand off of lies. I was excited to support and protect a black woman through the documentary process, but quickly learned that her image and message was a curated facade. I stand with the dancers and anyone who had similar experiences working with her and her team. These working conditions are not okay. So that just goes back to what we said. Like, so she's a fraud. Literally, that's been the basis for her whole career. It's so um, unsettling to see it happen with people like this who so many like kind of, it's rare that you like let your guard down with a celebrity or like feel like they're like actually human or like, I know that celebrities are humans, but I mean like she would go on TikTok and just like sit there and eat and just like talk about her day and you just felt a lot more personable with her. For her to be putting on such a show but then behind the scenes being such a monster, allegedly, is like actually terrifying. And then I I don't know if we mentioned this, but that first Instagram, a former dancer kind of like reposted it and said that she was so proud of the dancers for bringing this to light. And I'm getting the vibe that like essentially those dancers felt like they had to put a stop to this. Like this has happened to people before. I'm sure they knew that. Like once they And like, they probably just to, left. Yeah. For people to just write this off as like, oh, they go fire. They're just bitter. Like they know what they're getting themselves into. Like they absolutely I was gonna say, understand. this isn't something that's like, it'll take a day. Like this is going to be their life now. I don't think they took the decision lightly. I'm just honestly, they're just overall like horrified by it all. And I hope, I mean, listen. Lizzo posts on TikTok like every single day and she has not posted. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, but like, I, like I'm like i really interested. She comes out with a ukulele apology. Oh my God. That's so funny you said that because I screenshotted two of her top comments on her most recent TikTok that was posted yesterday. I mean, she plays the flute. That would probably be her instrument of choice, uh, but I don't think you could that, Okay, you could not foreshadow that. these comments anymore. Like literally. One says, you got a ukulele by any chance? And the other one says, can you play Toxic Gossip Train on the flute? Literally, like everyone is like, Girl. I got my finger on the pulse. Yeah. Literally. I think of Ellen in all of this because Ellen had a very similar, because Ellen was like America's sweetheart and we all like, we we were rooting for you. Like it felt like that. Like it genuinely did. And it's in the same situation. I was like, it's a true like villain story where it's like they were people that were part of these ostracized communities and they got so much shit and were bullied constantly. It's just like you see them succeed and you're so happy because they're like, oh my God, yay. They beat the haters and they've found their success and it's all gonna be for great. Sure. But then you find out that they're so broken by all of the bullying that they had received and they let that just fuel. I don't even want to give her that out because I feel like maybe it's a reason, definitely not an excuse, but like. For me, I'm like, there's so many people that overcome shit like that and become better people and you just turn into a fucking monster. Like, oh, 
Well, no, but that, I mean, it's not an excuse, but I just think of, like, the, like, villain story of, like, the nerd that got beat up in high school and then, like, wants to take over the world so they can, like, show their enemies. They don't want the success for the success. They want it to shove it in the face of everyone that has ever been bad to them, and they excuse bad behavior because, like, well, people were assholes to me. I think if we take anything from the Ellen situation, just kind of for reference, and that wasn't even nearly as bad of accusations as this. Like, you're being sued, girly pop. Like, this is sexual that was, like, harassment. She didn't, this is she wasn't very nice to her employees and this is like bananas out of vaginas and while we're talking about Lizzo let's not forget that the main other person involved in this is not only her management and everything but her that dance captain lady oh like, yeah she is equally as weird and it's interesting that someone so like high up on their pedestal telling people what they should and shouldn't do in their life is so quick to support behavior like making people eat bananas out of vaginas like that's actually insane but all that being said like if we look at the Ellen situation which is a lot more mild and that is, says something here. Ellen was done. She tried for one more season. She couldn't. Like, it was done for her. Like, you're done. Nobody buys that bullshit anymore. This is gonna attack Lizzo's entire image. She became big off the backs of, like, all of these people who felt like misfits ourselves, right? Like, we just felt like we could relate in X, Y, and Z way. And this is ripping that curtain down and just being like, mm, oh, you're actually full of shit. Well, and I think of even, like, um, in normal kind of... Normal. What's a, what's a normal cancellation, really? But um, in other situations, one mistake, of not like that chronic. Exactly. Abuse. <laughs> I was like, it's a mistake they made. This isn't a mistake. This is like a person thing. So. I'm actually, wow, now I'm actually having to internally process live right now that I'm like, for example, we just talked about Ariana Grande and that she allegedly has this pattern of cheating on her boyfriends and cheating with people that also had girlfriends at the time. And for me, I was never like a huge like Ariana the person fan, but I love Ariana's music. But those actions for me, like I can kind of compartmentalize and be like, we can separate the art from the artist here and I can still listen to Ariana and not feel weird about it like yeah I don't think any of her behavior is great but also it doesn't really change the music that much if anything actually explains it more but Lizzo it's like I fuck someone had posted a TikTok about that it was I think her song for the Barbie movie and they just like put in the caption like her voice like lost its magic for me like that feeling of like being understood that magic like it's just gone and I think a lot of fans are relating also, to that it, right it now. just like makes you happy like all of the music it's just like all yeah. really like I used to listen to her music in the shower like when I was having a shit day and I was just like like feeling that you know like just trying to like uplift my like fuck that now I'm not doing that honestly I know that there's gonna be a few of those people who are like innocent until proven guilty but like I understand what it would take for these dancers to get together for multiple people that have experiences with her to even congregate and have enough experiences together to sue that alone understanding what that means but then also you have other people who haven't worked for Lizzo in years coming on being like this was my experience as well I know allegedly that this is true like, well, I, I and do that feel they that. aren't coming for her for like just work condition. I mean, work conditions, I guess, it has a bigger umbrella here. But like, they aren't coming to her because like they worked long hours. Like, the fact that they are coming with such specific examples and that it all undermines quite literally everything that Lizzo stands for. Like, yeah. why would you think that that was going to be a success unless you had a, had a, like a real case. I definitely don't think that they would waste their time if it was just like crying wolf and being like, no, Lizzo's the worst. Like, no, that's not gonna win you a court case and you're not gonna risk your job. What artist would ever wanna hire you if they found out you falsely accused someone of being, that's literally like a dancer would 
that's the opposite of what they would do. Yeah, they're still in this industry. They're still wanting to, I'm assuming, dance for other people. I mean, I don't know. The likelihood of this being a lie to me is zero. Like, I just do not believe that they would lie about this. So I, my heart is with them. I fucking think they are the baddest bitches, honestly. Like, to do this, the fight, like, that this is gonna take. But also just to prevent this from happening to someone else. They're fucking... They're yeah, because they very, really very easily could have shut their mouths and just worked for someone else. Yep, 100%. But they... I'm assuming understood that this behavior is chronic and that somebody had to do something and they did. Oh my God. And we didn't even touch on this. This is insane. Uh, we'll just quickly touch on it because we have to move on. But the false imprisonment thing was basically one of the dancers. She described it as she had anxiety and she needed to record situations that were like confrontational or something and listen to them later to like process them. Maybe some of you have never heard of that. I've heard of that. Like I've, especially people in abusive relationships do that where they'll have to listen to it back to understand how fucked up it is. So the fact that that was even happening is very telling to me but regardless she recorded a conversation that her and Lizzo were having and again NDA no loose lips I guess they all have signed something or whatever and that might have been against I'm not sure like their little terms but does Lizzo find this out and just say hey that's like why are you recording conversations or something like that no allegedly what they're alleging in this lawsuit is that this dancer got locked in a room until they could get her phone, retrieve it, make sure that that was deleted. And she was like held in the room for hours is what is alleged. And not only that, the other aspect of it, which is a major concern, is the assault aspect of it. And what happened was that one of the dancers is alleging that they brought up that they didn't like the treatment of another dancer to Lizzo. They were like, Lizzo, I don't like, I don't think that person was treated fairly. And allegedly Lizzo balled up her fist, was like ready to punch this girl. And like they were separated and they said if there was not intervention that they would have been assaulted by Lizzo and she got very aggressive and confrontational it's just fucking insanity like I can't believe we didn't say that earlier but like there's so many layers to this that it's like holy shit I'm getting stuck on each one because I'm like this is all so fucked and you know what I think this says something for just a relationship that fans have overall with celebrities and entrusting them I think that like a celebrity that I love dearly and that I genuinely think is a good fucking person is Sarah Bareilles. Like I just, I've met her. I love her. So I love random. her spirit. Like I genuinely do. No, but she seems she's like great. the most down to earth. Oh, I just, I love her so much like as a person. But even I have to understand, I don't know her. Like we have to have that in the back of our minds. We cannot be so trusting of people we don't know. And I, I mean that even for people watching this who think they know us. You guys don't like experience us every day in life. And therefore we may be horrible and just come on here and be like, hi, welcome to Do We Know like for real like it scares me how much people are like that i know we get into our thoughts and we're a little bit like deeper into our like brain and psyche in this show so people do get a better like insight i guess but like you don't know and nobody knows and i think we have to have our guards up with people to a certain extent it doesn't mean you can't like people think they're great but don't like there's a lot of people who are absolutely blind i think it's this. just and I, it's at the very like i don't think there's anything with like just being optimistic and wanting that person to be who you think they are but i think the you need to draw the line where it's like supporting someone so blindly and thinking it's because you know them and it's like no you're you know what they have fed you and you're basing all of your opinions on that. and Lizzo's like a crazy example of how to take advantage of people's trust and like in this world where we are you know there are a lot of people like in, in her communities and, stuff, and like who are vulnerable yeah to, who are looking yeah. A hundred percent. Like you're going to make songs about body positivity and all this stuff and reel in people who have this soft spot for you. And you're going to play off of that to gain their trust and to gain their support. Fuck you, Lizzo. It's honestly, honestly, What's this is name? so much worse than I thought it was. Oh, what is her real name? That's a random question, but one that I would like the answer to. Is it Elizabeth? 
Melissa. Of course it's Melissa. Sorry to anyone oh out there. Sorry. Yeah, I was about to say, no offense. Melissa Vivian Jefferson. Melissa Vivian. Not even one of them starts with an L. Where'd she get Lizzo? I thought it was going to be Elizabeth. Anyway, let's move on, but we will definitely keep up with that, see what's happening. So naturally, right after we stopped filming, Lizzo responded to the lawsuit in this lengthy uh, four-page notes app Twitter statement where she says, quote, These last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I do not respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and are too outrageous not to be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I've always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. I'm also not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also know that I'm not the villain that people in the media have portrayed me to be in these last few days. I'm very very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. There is nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in this world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out in support to lift me up during this difficult time. So, needless to say, Lizzo is saying that all of these allegations are false. But after she released that statement, Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noelle Rodriguez, the three dancers that filed this lawsuit, put out a statement to page six on Thursday after they saw the statement and said, Lizzo has failed her own brand and has let down her fans. Her denial of this reprehensible behavior only adds to our client's emotional distress. The dancers then slammed Lizzo's dismissive comments about their situation and utter lack of empathy, stating that they are quite telling about her character and alleging they only serve to minimize the trauma she has caused the plaintiffs and other employees who have now come forward sharing their own negative experiences. Davis, Williams, and Rodriguez concluded via their lawyer, while Lizzo notes that it was never her intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable, that is exactly what she did to the point of demoralizing her dancers and flagrantly violating the law. Also, two of the three dancers have done a CBS interview. That came out Wednesday night, I believe, and here are a couple clips from that. So whenever um, the opportunity came for me to get the chance to work with her, that seemed like the, the like my absolute dream um, job to which I ended up um, booking. So we kind of had like this high, this high start. And then over time, um, as reality kind of sets in and you're seeing that everything isn't um, the way that it seems that there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, um, your ideas of things uh, quickly start to shift. And especially with this being like our our first professional job, our first tour, we're literally learning everything as we go. Um, and of course, everybody knows that kind of like in Hollywood and in the industry, um, things that happen don't necessarily get talked about as often. They kind of get swept under the rug. So it was just a lot to, um, to process mm -hmm. um, up until things um, kind of spiraled out of control. Ladies, the lawsuit names Lizzo, her touring company, and her former creative director, Shirlene Quigley. Outside of the claims against Lizzo specifically, do you think she was aware of the sexual harassment you say you experienced from Quigley? Um, I think in a way, I think uh, Lizzo definitely knew that Shirlene um, was a very outwardly religious person, which is not a problem. It's just um, when you try to force that onto other people and then in turn make some kind of like 
strange sexual um it's just a sexually charged it uh situation um and i i'm not sure if she was fully aware of that because i again i don't really think she tried her best to keep tabs on everything that we were going through and you know dealing with um but i do know that she knew that um that Charlene was very, very adamant about sharing her faith in the workplace. It is interesting to note that the only thing she really denies in this statement is the fat shaming, and she doesn't say that the sexual harassment and religious stuff didn't happen. And then I also may have come across this interview from 2019 where she talks specifically about wanting to go to the place that does the banana thing. But I'm trying to go to the show where you eat the banana out the pussy. Which one is that? <laughs> this is a banana bar. Well, that's the banana bar? Yeah, you're And then you have the banana, the banana in the, in yeah, the yeah, coochie? And, and ping pong balls. And you have to go... Yes. And that's what to, I want to do. Then you have to eat it. I need my potassium, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> my poos potassium. <laughs> So that makes that claim maybe even seem a little more legit because she's literally spoken about it in the past. In addition to that, she only really addresses the fact that the dancers have come out, but she didn't say anything about the comments from the Oscar-winning director who chose not to direct her documentary. So that's a little suspicious, but uh, that's all we know for now. So we'll continue to keep you updated as more comes out. Um, this is just a mess. Okay, well... <laughs> That was a lot, honestly. I saw it last night. I was like, I guess we cover it. But like, holy fuck. Like, it was just like, <laughs> it was a mind fuck. But our next topic is not so much of a mind fuck because it's Tana Mojo being Tana Mojo. You guys, Jesse's been very passionate about wanting to cover this because I feel like now okay, it's probably it, really old. But it's super old. But you know why we're going to cover it? Because I'm annoyed that it wasn't covered a lot. <laughs> and I think that is because it's Tana. And it's like, what else did she do? Well, that's the thing. Okay. We've mentioned on this show, we have a tiny soft spot for Tana yeah, as far as like, honestly, I just want to know what the fuck she's on right now. Like I'm literally, not like drugs. Like I'm talking about like, what are you on like character wise? Because there seems to have been this recent growth with Tana where she has her podcast with Brooke and like they're talking candidly and she's very open and admitting when she's wrong and this and that and seems very self-aware, which she has always been self-aware to a certain extent. But like, it just felt like this more grown up, vulnerable version of Tana. And that it's spoke nice. to the thing that we were like, See, we had that soft spot. There was a reason. And then this one you sent me, uh, and I haven't looked into it like super deep, but like surface level, when I watched what we're about to watch, I was like, this feels like a regression. Right? It felt like, it felt like I was watching Tana five years ago. Yeah, it absolutely did. And, it, and it's interesting that no matter her growth, she still continues to get away with things like this because what's interesting to me is that she has, like her fan base has evolved with her, much like mine has with me. Like, yes, I used to be in those messy story times talking about my exes and cheating and all this crazy shit. And a lot of my audience has grown up. They've had kids too. They are, you know, yeah, we can be like hot mess adults, but like we're all fucking adults now and a lot of tennis fans have grown up yet they still have this weird like low standard for her where she's like allowed to just like say things and it's like oh my god Tana you're just being Tana like this is in 2016 she is a full grown adult and I think that it bothers me that she doesn't like hold herself accountable in situations like this where she's just 100% wrong like that's just a uh, spoiler alert I feel like there's no like out here this is very much a situation that my first reaction was like what do you do what's the point here like 
why are you engaging in this? And also there's funny story times where maybe you don't seem the best and like, that's fine. Like we can all like have a little laugh about how we're all like kind of disaster. This isn't that. She was actually, I believe in London when she posted this, which I'm like, you're in a car in London. Like girl, enjoy your fucking time. What are you doing? Like, that's how I felt. This is like, I, I, I don't want to start rumors or anything. Like, I don't think this based on anything other than it was just kind of seemingly a little random that maybe she is on like not like hard drugs not like she's like doing heroin but well like, she literally posted a tiktok of how she was on mushrooms in london and drinking a bunch of so that's Aperol the thing spritz. i was like i have a feeling maybe she like was partying and like kind of in another like and maybe that like causes a, a, different... a regression back to like old tana which exactly it, it felt like a weird energy that like she got pulled back to i'm just gonna play the tiktok that started this all and Funny enough, nobody had to even send this to me. This just showed up on my For You page. What does that say about me? It's interesting just because I feel like even if what we're about to watch, like even if all of it was true and like she didn't do anything, I guess, technically wrong, like she was literally just explaining something that happened. Even if that was the case, I just had thought that she would had gotten to a point that she wasn't the type of person that would feel the need to then turn that into entertainment. Okay, so let's let's watch the TikTok in question. This is what started it all. You guys, buckle in for this story time. I was gonna save it for the podcast, but mama's got time today. On today's episode of embarrassing things I do slash me about to cook someone to oblivion and cause a lot of issues for myself, let's go. Yesterday, I was with my friends and we saw this guy on TikTok and he was so, so, and I cannot express this enough, so fine. We're all drunk and as a joke, my friends were like, you should slide into his DMs and say something funny like God sent me here. Normally, that works for me and I, I get piped. <laughs> But this man promptly responds and says, <laughs> Sending you back to God, first class airmail. Which is just, you can't come back from that. It is horrifying. I have been thinking. Why did the story not end here? Because that would have been entertaining. And that would have been a funny self-deprecating moment of like, yep, I tried to shoot my shot. It didn't go well. I hear this you. Yeah, that could have been Because like, I don't, what, why did you need to keep talking here? Well, we'll get into why. Because she kind of touches on like, I think she was just embarrassed that it was put out there. That she was, because the, well, I'll let you see. You out it all day, I could sob. He then says, don't you know my girlfriend? So that makes it a little more understandable and he's fine, you know? I have no idea who his girlfriend is. And then a couple minutes later, I see that someone named Dura Castro mentioned me in her story. She posts the DMs, which I can admit is very embarrassing and funny. Checkmate, Dura. She then includes this photo of us. Here's what I have to say. Bitch, I just said she snapped. Bitch, I don't know you. I don't know you at all, and we're gonna get into that. Well, clearly you do, though. Like, he didn't say you're friends with her. He said you know her, which could be just like, you have met her before, which clearly you have, and we'll come to find, you definitely know who she is. Like, what are you talking about? What really bothers me here is like, not only yes, do you know her, because you've met her, but on each other's social media is each other. So like you messaged him on a social media where she is present on as well. So well, that's and like weird. even if though giving her the benefit, I mean I haven't looked at I don't know who he I'm I'm not doing a deep dive on Tana Mojo's bullshit story, but um even if for the benefit of the doubt like hadn't posted with the girlfriend recently, she might have been like oh I don't know who your girlfriend is, and then as soon as you find out that like oh I have met her, wouldn't you be like oh I guess I have met her in passing before? Like she acts like this 
person she has never seen before in her life. And then she proceeds to like tell this whole story about how the girl is like a fan. And I'm like, even if she is, you you clearly know her. Well, it's not just that. It's like most people would see that, like this girlfriend posting that. And instead of doing this, they would message her and be like, dude, I had no fucking idea. Like if you genuinely had no she idea. She should have rounded out the story. It, it should have ended after it. Like, oh, the girlfriend posted this and she was like, checkmate. She should have been like, girl, I'm so sorry. I was drunk. I 100%. shouldn't have done it. Then this continues. This photo was taken when you invited yourself into my home and then asked, like when I was having a kickback or something, and then asked for a photo like it was a meet and greet, ho. Fucking weird, way weirder than sliding in your hot boyfriend's DMs. I don't follow you and I never have every single time I've ever seen you DM me. I said, oh, nope, not today, you fan. Every single time I've ever seen you? I thought you didn't know her, Tana. What are you saying? Like, did she realize she's literally speaking in contradictions? No. <laughs> she doesn't. Literally, she's acting like he was like, you're best friends with my girlfriend. She's holding this up like it's a major receipt. I'm like, it's just her Instagram. I don't follow people I'm her. actually friends with sometimes because I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize. Love my fans, just not this fan energy ass Drake. Why are you sending DMs to my boyfriend? Are you still mad about Jake? Of course, I'm still mad about Jake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's funny because back in the day, I remember Jake saying that you had fan energy and were <laughs> being a dick. Seems to have a lot of memories about this girl she doesn't know. Right? Uh, that's what I started noticing. I'm like, like okay, why are there so, so like, this isn't like what? you came to my house one time. This is every time I've seen you. Jake one time this said this, but like literally her name has been in your mouth several times, clearly. Mm -hmm. Like I remember at one point it was like, don't allow that Duda girl over. He could have been lying, but... Tana, no. You you don't get to be like, you're so embarrassing when you fake married Jake Paul. I just can't. Like, that is the biggest, like, really? I don't know. It's still an embarrassing thing to have said about you, fucking weirdo. And shout out to my actual fans because Tana's writer on Instagram found this gem of a comment. That comment is kind of cringy. Very much. It's Duda Castro saying, sorry, Tana, but I shipped Jerica so hard. After Tana and Jake's like fake marriage, Jake and Erica were dating and this is... That is cringe. I don't know why uh, that's weird. But again, regardless, you know her. She could be the most embarrassing fan energy person ever and be horrible, but that doesn't make any of what Tana has said true. Why the hell would I have loyalty to A, a stranger, but B, someone who's commenting about how much they ship Jerrica. Also, you're so embarrassing for that. So much more embarrassing than me sliding in your sexy ass man's DMs. When she started pushing it like that, I'm like, okay, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing here? I would have no loyalty. No one said you had to. Like, literally, it was like, I'm sorry. You know like, my she girlfriend? could say that all she wants of like, oh, I didn't, like, I don't really know you like that. If the roles were reversed and you even brushed shoulders with someone in a hallway once and they tried to take your man, we would see seven story times about it. Like, that's just factual. So I don't want to hear it. We'll get to like the end of it, but like, my overall opinion is like, you may ha not have known. Like, I can believe you there. Maybe you didn't know and you're just drunkenly sliding into someone's DMs, whatever. But your lack of like self-reflection when it is brought to you and when someone is telling you, hey, this is how you hurt me, this is fucked up. Like your lack of being able to understand that what you did did hurt someone's feelings is annoying to me. You're an adult. Like you need to get it together. And I just want to make it clear, if I knew the man had a girlfriend, I would never slide in on his DMs. I don't like or want taken men. But God, I hope you guys have an awful breakup and he wants to fuck me one day to spite you. Really could keep going, but I'll save it for the canceled podcast. You fucking freak. Also, pause to laugh.
That is like literally unacceptable. Also, I'm sorry. Ending That's it with so... calling her a fucking freak. I'm like, no, and being like, I hope your boyfriend breaks up so that he'll want to fuck me. Girl, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry, you're weird for that. That is so weird. Then at the end of it, she does show this weird ass screenshot, but it's actually just a like couple messages. It was one where she was, Duda Castro was with Tana, so she posts that. Another one where she was just saying a nice message of like, hey, like, I can't believe we've never met. I think you're inspiring. I hope to meet you soon, whatever. The crazy part about these messages is that they're from 2020 in 2021. I'm like, girly, we're in 2023. What are you even showing us right now? I don't understand. But it gets worse because then Dura Castro responds on Instagram. Oh, that's actually not what happened because Jesse, me, when I was on TikTok, you know, those like uh, search bars. So I clicked on the search bar, which was like Duda Castro and Tana Mojo or something like that. And the first thing that came up was this bitch. It was a TikTok that Duda and Tana posted on a separate day than the picture they took together. I just got one question. Why can't friends just kiss each other? Like, why can we not just like, just what? Well, like full on make out? Like, fuck it. What? Does that seem like fan energy? You don't know that person? I mean, that also seems not in any defense at all that Tana is blacked out for sure. But when is she not at this point? It also seems like Duda's drunk, but like, I hate this bullshit. Like you never saw this. <laughs> we like the internet the fact exists. that she's using like, I don't know her. It's like, well, what are we defining no as? Because I would say someone you've met on numerous occasions, you know them. Well, I'm gonna read Duda's like response as quickly as possible because I know this is getting to be a longer episode, but she posted a few Instagram stories addressing this and she said, if you're gonna use a situation for clout, at least tell the truth for once. We both know I've never been to your house, but you've been to mine twice, including for Austin's birthday where you wanted to film a TikTok with me to piss off your fake husband. Maybe you were just- What I'm guessing is the kissing one. That was just the one we watched, correct. I was never your friend and definitely not a fan. You have absolutely nothing to add to my career or my personal life other than unresolved problems and hate spread across the internet. We had friends in common and that's the only reason I sent you a DM back in 2014. But why would you show the dates to your fans, right? Maybe you are not used to this kind of behavior, but there are people out there who are actually nice. So I guess the first message we saw was not even from 2021. It was from 2014, I guess. What also just pausing that she's like, I was never your friend. She never even says the word friend anywhere. It, she says she didn't know her. Yeah, literally like, I guess you were at my house one time because you invited yourself, which already was fishy to me when I heard it. I'm like, invited herself? What does that mean? Like she barged in? That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, was she standing outside? Like it was the team. Like how'd she get the address? Like, just get out of here. weaseled her way in. Yeah. Clearly she knew someone. So she's not outside of your social circle and it's not outside the realm of possibility. Oh my gosh. She continues on to say, you created a fake marriage and fell in love with a guy who can't stand you. And because of my friendship with him, you kept coming out after me extremely drunk at different parties to have a quote unquote heart to heart due to the fact that I was traveling with him and his family, filming content, including his music video <gasps> and vlogs. Anyone who got close to your husband freaked you out. Maybe you're the insecure one after all, but let's not continue to involve someone who's happy in a real relationship, which I actually have respect for. And then she tags Tana. Shit. And I could actually see how her involvement with Jake, which I wasn't aware of before to this, might've gotten to Tana, you know, and just made her not like Duda. Which makes it all more crazy that she reached out to her boyfriend. Cause it's like, if you really had all this resentment towards Duda, like Feels that's direct. Yeah, like, 100%. It could have been a horrible, uh, bad coincidence, but like, yeah. She says, you knew very well about my relationship and this is not the first time you go after someone I'm dating. It must suck to get shot down twice. What? Yeah, so I guess 
Tana's done this before with another boyfriend. I don't know. You do whatever you can to get what you want, even if it comes down to something as low as trying to sleep with someone's boyfriend slash girlfriend. If you want respect, learn how to respect people's boundaries. I can't understand the hatred you seem to have towards me. Is it my looks, my friendship with Jake, or because Bella Thorne followed me on Twitter? I read that sentence Whoa. and I was like, mm, girl, what? Like, I don't know. I was a little grossed out by like, is it my looks? Like, okay, girly, relax. She says, is it because my partner shut you down publicly or because your manager approached me in the past interested in working together? Great guy, by the way. She's talking about, what was his fucking name? Jordan. Jordan was her ex-manager. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they're working together now. And from what I've heard, Jordan fucked over Tana in some way. Although everything I saw in like the MTV show of Tana really showed Jordan basically trying to like babysit. Trying to be like a dad. Like literally. Yeah. So I can understand like Jordan getting the fuck out of there, but I don't know anything about that. So I won't speak on it. Duda continues and says, it's extremely sad to feel like I have to explain myself to millions of people when those who really know you know exactly what kind of person you are and what you're capable of doing with the life of a human being on the internet simply by views. I admit I was wrong to post a video about you on my TikTok right after you posted about me. I decided to delete it minutes later because I realized that I became someone just like you, toxic, insecure, lonely, and cruel. And for that, I apologize. Then... This next one. This is what I saw. Was so unhinged that I was like, excuse me? And this is one of the things that I personally, like, bar none. I do not think there's a situation that you could say this to someone and it would be okay. Like, I don't care if they were the biggest asshole ever. Yeah, she she really, like, Tana took it too far. So Tana responded to Duda on Instagram and messaged her. And this is... Duda reposting this. So Tana says to her, responding to her story, this is the most embarrassing shit I've ever seen, LMAO. It's sad to see that someone can't realize they started a problem. Like you're so above this and the victim, OMG girl, I'm so sorry, ha 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 ha, die. Literally told her to die. So that's what I was referring to, the die thing. But I'm even caught on the, like, it's sad to see someone that can't realize they, st uh, they started a problem. Literally you Are did. You Really? Even if she wants to say that Duda going on Instagram and posting her messages was the prompt for her story time, you're the one who DM'd her boyfriend. Like there was a lot of ways for you to extinguish that fire and you ignored all of them and just went and added flames to it. Like there's no buddy that started it but you. Like your actions prompted her to do that. And instead of responding maturely and apologizing and saying you genuinely didn't know, you took the other route. So it really was all you. And it seems like the, the hill Tan is dying on is just her whole, is like literally her entire argument is just like, you're embarrassing. Well, you seem to be more embarrassing for pretending like you don't know this person. Well, when you and then do. Tana continued on to, I'm not even going to include this because it's so, it's honestly like obnoxious, but like she went on an Instagram with some guy and went live and for a while was just there shitting on Duda, calling her a freak, calling her weird, insisting that they just didn't know each other like that. I just, like, what is she Again, doing? Like, what? Like, no one ever specified. It was just that you knew her. Well, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of the comments on that um, post with Duda from forever ago that people found of them, like, pretending to kiss or whatever. A lot of the comments were them saying, like, uh, okay, Tana, like, hello. It's kind of like that Cardi B thing that just happened recently where, like, all we saw was, like, her getting water thrown on her. And we're like, oh, my God, that's so wrong. And then so you wrong. out that she asked everyone to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, context yeah. matters. Like, people are finding out things now. And they're like, oh, actually, wait a second. Because I think Tana still has her hers up. I would say 80% of the comments are just like, hell yeah, messy Tana, love this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you are mad fucking disrespectful. I'm sorry, but you are so disrespectful. And the die comment, I'm like, what? Like, it's the lack of self-awareness and then also just being like, it's sad when someone can't see they started something. Girl, look in the mirror. Like, it was you. You were acting. Like, these people came out and you're like, 
you were best friends. How did you do that to her? You betrayed Nobody's your... saying that. No, literally all they said was, you know her. At the same time, if it's true, and I really don't have any reason to not believe Duda, like if you've done this multiple times, I can see why she'd be so pissed she goes straight to Instagram story and be like, oh, really, bitch? Really? I just, I can't. So I was pissed because a lot of people weren't talking about this. This was very like under the radar. People didn't even send this to me really on Instagram or on TikTok. Like, no, no, you, you have been the only person. <laughs> literally. And I'm like, am I crazy? Did, did I dream this? Like, this is bad. Like, why would you well, do no, this? no, and I didn't even see... I saw, like, that die one, and I saw the original one, but I didn't see a lot of the in-between. And I'm just like, Tana, how drunk were you on this? Like, what possessed you during this entire scenario? It has been well known that she has lied in so many story times. Like, that's just been, you know, we all know that. But, like, again, it's 2023. We're all adults. Let's not... When things are so provably false, like, why would you do that? I think it's, like, this weird, I don't know, compulsive need to just want to make entertainment. Or maybe she was just, like, desperately trying to not be embarrassed by the situation because she felt that. That's what I think is leaning more towards that is that she, like, felt really attacked because she knew she was in the wrong. But then her brain, like... Didn't allow it. <laughs> misfires and is like, no, this is how we respond. Yeah, for sure. But that's it. I just needed to get that off my chest so thanks for listening to me i feel like this whole episode is just a replay of the tyra banks we were rooting for you meme like honestly it's just like girl we tried yeah, fuck tana tana Lizzo. i know you're not watching this Why but like you... come on yeah it's just been a an episode of disappointment but yeah that's basically it we will leave you guys with that that's all we have for today uh kind of a doubter of an episode but i feel like, like tana because now we need to go process i know literally but i feel like tana's was a little bit less like evil and like yeah it was not fun and whatever but like tana's is upsetting lizzo's is alarming yeah um, but anyway, I'm sure you guys will let us know what you think in the comments. And I'm, I don't, I don't know. Help us process this because holy shit. Anyway, that's it. That's all we, that's all we have for you today. Thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you as always. If you made it to the end, thank you. And yeah, we'll see you on Monday. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.